Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Don't Be So Dramatic. My name is Rachel and this is the podcast where I talk to different people in the entertainment industry to discover what their job involves and how they got there. It's been a few weeks since we've uploaded, but I moved house, so I had to take some time off. So uh, welcome back. (laughs) We missed you so much and I'm so happy to be back. Apologies for the echoiness of this intro. I'm in my new office and I haven't had a moment to soundproof it. So we'll get there. You know, there's so many things to do, but um, I'm excited to be back. For this week's episode, I have with me Matt and Anna. Matt and Anna are both from Love Island Season 2, Australia, and they now have a podcast called Where's Your Head At? Their podcast talks about everything love, relationships, mental health, their experiences on reality TV, and so many other things. Um, So in this episode, I talk to them about how reality TV can greatly affect your mental health during and after filming, but how it's also a great stepping stone in your career if you want to work in the entertainment industry as well. Um, We also talk about why they started their podcast and where they see themselves going from here. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, As always, everything is linked below if you'd like to go and follow Matt and Anna on Instagram and give their podcast a listen. It's a lot of fun and they have some great advice. So without further ado, let's jump in. Matt and Anna, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, all the way from Melbourne. How are you both doing today? Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. No worries. This is our take two because we had um, technical difficulties. (laughs) It always happens when Mm. you're a podcaster, which you guys I'm sure know about from podcasting as well. And um, Matt had a wonderful, lovely story about how he did some gardening today. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I've just been out out taming the backyard. Me and my girlfriend just moved into a uh, townhouse in St Kilda, so we've just been Go and jack the hack on all the overgrown trees and weeds. Yeah. Yeah. I've got all this dirt under my nails for the first time since I was a child. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so wholesome. You're tied yeah. down now. I know. I'd say you knew me. You wouldn't. You would never read about it. You wouldn't have thought this would happen. You wouldn't recognize him yeah. from from six six. What? How long? A year ago. You wouldn't yeah. recognize like this Matt from a year ago, Matt. Mm. Who am I? <laughs> Who are you? Um, so you guys are reality stars and you're also podcasters as well. Yeah. Um, so as I was saying before, I'm interested to know, um, like a lot of people in our industry don't really know what it's like to be on reality TV because it's like there's a lot of similarities to film and TV and there's obviously a lot of differences as well. Um, so first off, did you guys have an interest in the entertainment industry before you did Love Island? Yeah, like Matt and I have been models for a very long time. I was a model for 10 years before I went on to Love Island and I guess it was kind of always my aim and goal to get onto radio or do presenting. So Love Island kind of felt like the right organic step um, in that process. I'd also done uh, like WWE style wrestling. For like oh, two, really? Yeah. So for a couple of years before I went on. So that's pretty much, I describe that as like live theater. It's pantomime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
definitely. So I mean, I, like John Cena. Oh, you know, yeah. he's gone on to be a big movie star. <laughs> Always, every day, never forget. Yeah, he's um, I love him, and yeah, naturally, so naturally, like entertaining, and that was for me. And then going on Love Island, a little bit different because I'm not playing a character for say. Like when I'm wrestling, I was playing Charlie Matthews, who was a bad guy. And I was able to like be something different, but obviously on reality TV, you're, you're being yourself. So you yeah. can't hide behind a character, can't hide behind a gimmick that you have. You have to be yourself. So that was different, but at the same time, it's still performing. Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like with modeling as well, not that I know a great deal about modeling, but it's like, you're kind of being yourself, but you're also being the brand that you're representing yep. if it is brand work and that sort yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Did you find like when you went into reality TV that it was easier or harder because you were just like, okay, like the character that I'm playing is myself and that's going to be edited in whatever way. Was it kind of easy to go, okay, I'm on camera, but I'm just myself or was that harder for you? I, th I think that um, it was both. Like it was easy from Matt and I like in the audition process because we were so used to being in front of cameras and we were mm. so used to auditions mm. where there's lots of people around or we're, on a, we're, like, um, we're in a studio with lots of people. Um, so that made the audition proce process really easy. Um, but then, yeah, I think like actually going on there, um, the only thing you really can do is be your authentic self. Like you can't hide behind a character 24 hours a day. We were on there for seven weeks. So you really just have to be authentic um, if you, you want to survive. The, yeah, you almost forget <laughs> the cameras are there. And then even when you're talking to, I think what made it a lot easier was when you would talk to the, uh, the beach hut, so like the diary, the diary mm -hmm. room. That was what we found a lot easier, I think, and natural than a lot of other people because we were used to pres like present or performing and like being in front of a camera. So we picked that up a lot quicker, I feel, than a lot of other people. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And so then with actually like when Love Island was casting, what kind of like, Anna, you said that, you know, you did want to go down the pathway of radio and presenting and that sort of thing. Yeah. What kind of piqued your interest in Love Island? Because, I mean... We all love Love Island as a show. I think it's the only reality show that I actually watch. And I love the UK <laughs> version just because of their accents. It's so funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, did you go into it knowing that obviously it's a great career move if you do want to get into the industry, but it also means that you're going to have to have these romantic connections with people and that's a whole other thing. So... What was it like kind of making that decision to go, okay, I think I'm going to do this and then uh, coming to terms with it being a relationship show? I mean, me and, me and Matt are super open and super honest. So I think for both of our personality types, it was really easy to just <laughs> go on a TV show. And yeah. um, I think like, yeah, it was definitely like no one can go um, – who goes on Love Island can say that they didn't know what was going to happen when going on there. But I mean, I know me and that, and we're both hopeless romantics. And I know that not a lot of people want to believe that, but we totally are like, we love love. And um, <laughs> I think, I think for both of us, the, 
I mean, if I can't, I can only talk for myself, but like for me, like the thought of meeting my Prince Charming on TV and like our love story would unfold and I'd get to like show our kids like how we met, <laughs> like, it, you know, like my head was like, I was like off with the fairies thinking that I was going to have this happily ever after. And um, I think when you are such a hopeless romantic, going on a show like that doesn't really seem like that in insane or intense like I think the majority of the population would probably feel (laughs) for myself for myself I'd just come through a pretty rough breakup so I was just like you know what what's the harm in going on this my mate had been on the year before he said it is what it is just go on there and have fun and you know what I thought to myself like what's the harm in going and sitting by a pool with a bunch of other like good looking people like sipping on water and wine (laughs) (laughs) little did I know little did I know that it was not relaxing at all it wasn't a holiday yeah it it was not a holiday so don't be fooled by what you see on tv yeah they they make you work for it yeah definitely Yeah, I think we've all had that thought of like, I've just gone through a breakup and this show's casting. So why not? Why not? (laughs) Why not give it a go? Yeah. Um, And and I mean, I guess like you are working 24-7. Was it seven days a week that you were working or was it like the five days that you would shoot and then you'd have two days it was off. it was six days a week and we'd have one dark day that's what they okay. call it a dark day where we got to kind of like leave the villa and maybe like get a manicure or pedicure get our hair done or do one beauty treatment for the week the guys could go to the gym or go out for like lunch and that um but the thing that was the stressful thing was you're awake from like what 8 a.m you reckon 7 a.m till like 5 a.m around the next oh day oh my god so what? like you're, yeah you're on. going off four to five hours sleep a night oh my god why mm. why do you think that is is it because that they need to get that much footage and that it just takes like with the nighttime stuff it does take that long to film like the parties and those scenes and then you have to like capture everyone's little bits and pieces or I, like why is it so long it's a combination i reckon of that as well as like sleep deprived like they try I, and break you down. Yeah, the first thing my mum said to me was, she was like, "Did you get no sleep?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "You can tell. I when I can't when I don't have sleep, I'm a wreck. I'm emotional. Same. I'm sad. Yeah, I'm not a good person when I'm <laughs> when I've got no sleep." So that's what she said because she could tell straight away that it was that reason, and as well as yeah, getting everyone's like beach huts. That would that would take for hours. I don't know how long, like three to four. We don't know. We have no sense of time in there. They have no clocks. We don't get clocks all the time. Yeah, so it just take forever. Yeah. That's really brutal. That's like something that happens at war or something. I'm really <laughs> making that up. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> oh, the um, the, the um, first aid people, they were like trained SAS. And um, I remember he's like, I was going in there, I'd get like my, I had really bad reflux because of my anxiety and mm-hmm. I'd go get my tablet every day. And he was like, how are you going? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And like, you know, there's nothing. He's like, no, no, like, how, how are you going? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm all right. And he goes like, this is worse. This is like nearly as intense as our training, what you're going my through. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And I was and like, I, yeah, <laughs> I guess you don't 
get told that at all during the casting process as well, which makes it really hard. Like, yeah. I mean, why would you tell someone like, hey, just so you know, this is going to be really hard. You're only going to get like three hours sleep. Do you still want to do it? Kind of thing. Everyone would be like, mm, maybe yeah. not. It's maybe definitely it's definitely not as glamorous as they lead you to believe or what you see on screen when watching it because I'm a huge Love Island UK fan and I absolutely love that show. And so I remember when I actually got cast for the show, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on in this amazing villa <laughs> with all these amazing people and I'm just going to be relaxing and it's just totally not like that. As for mm. myself, who's never seen seen it before in my life, I was just like, I had no idea what I was getting myself into at all. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, when we shoot films and TV shows and stuff like that, we do have like, I think an average day is like 12 hours, 13 hours, 14 hours-ish. And so even like watching a movie, what you see on that is you don't see like as an actor you know you're waiting around on set for eight hours because you were told your call time's this and then they change the schedule so then you're like oh okay cool I'm sitting around in makeup for eight hours which like when you say it it doesn't sound bad but when you're doing that day after day after day and then you're also trying to be like okay I need to be this character when they're like okay Rachel like you need to be on camera in five minutes and you go okay now I've got to get into the moment and remember yeah. that I've got all these lines and then you're doing that for like, yeah, 14 hours a day. It's really hard. And so whenever you're watching a movie or a TV show, it's you don't see how tired everyone is, which I imagine is, you know, the same with reality TV. Although Matt's mum knows how tired it is. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, I, I realise that when I see different scenes in like movies when it's like obviously morning shoot, I'm like they've gotten up early for this or night time. Oh, yeah. How many nights have they spent up shooting this? Like, I've got respect for all them in that industry. I love it. Yeah. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. So um, I hope you don't mind talking about um anxiety and mental health and stuff like that so when matt you say that you have anxiety what was that like kind of going onto the show and then realizing because i think we all know that reality tv when you're on set and then afterwards as well when the show comes out it can be quite damaging for mental health and i think you know we've seen that with um, Love Island UK, unfortunately, mm. like people have taken their own lives because of, you know, how they've dealt with it after the show. And so how was that for you being in there and having to look after your mental health and then coming out and realizing like you don't have any control over the edit or what they're going to show and what everyone's going to see and that sort of thing? Um, with the edit, first of all, I... Well, my old man, before I went on there, he said, like, I wouldn't go on there. What happens if they make you, like, edit you to look like a dickhead? And I was like, you know what? I was like, I know who I am. I know that I'm not going to give him enough content for me to look like a dickhead. I'm going to be myself. So I was not I was never worried about an edit. That's, I knew in myself who I was. I, I sort of could pick up. I was pretty smart, so I could pick up with the producers how I was being portrayed on the outside world. I could tell what questions they would ask me. Uh, all that sort of stuff, how people would treat me when they came in. I was pretty switched on with that. As far as my anxiety went, uh, it's how I explain it is you're almost in your mind, you compartmentalize it as something that was not really happening, if you get mm. what I mean. Like it was like, do you agree with me, Anna? Like yeah. you were there, but 
you were it was it's really it was hard like an to explain. out of body experience yeah it's sort of hard to explain like you're there but you're not and you're like this is all happening but like i don't know it, it's intense it, it it really like with your mind because all these shows now are pre-recorded and then they air them ours it was literally a 24-hour turnaround so we'd sit there and yeah. be like what are they watching right now like what even happened last night like what's not, like so we had no idea of all that sort of stuff so for us it was real there was all these factors that played in and it just was some like surreal experience that you couldn't really couldn't really grasp in your own mind what was happening I think that was like a blessing in disguise the fact that like mentally for me I suffer quite badly with anxiety also and I feel like for me in my mind it gave me a lot of peace of mind that they couldn't edit me to look like a completely different person that i wasn't because they only had 24 hours to edit me essentially yeah yeah that's true that's true so i think that gave me a lot of peace of mind but as far as anxiety goes it was full on i think i was peaking at like a nine every day and then when i actually came off of the show i felt very dissociated my life felt like it wasn't my own. It was like a really strange feeling. And I've spoken to other people on our own podcast, um, Where's Your Head At, about um, like how they felt coming off of reality TV. And they even said um, that they have felt dissociated. Nat's talked a little bit about his experience with that as well. So, so dissociated, yeah. Yeah, mm. it's, it's a really like crazy experience but again like it's a once in a lifetime experience and that's kind of half the reason we both applied because we were like not a lot of people can say they've done this it would be interesting to see how I'm portrayed I want to like have that experience of just like that feeling of being watched like it was all those different like aspects and elements that kind of we we both just kind of ticked off essentially Mm, yeah um my partner has quite bad anxiety and does take medication for it as well. So um, from the time that we've been together, it's been really interesting for me to kind of watch someone have the ups and downs of anxiety and depression and all those sorts of things and going on medication. And so like even having like a bad day at work um, can, you know, trigger something in him and it, the spiral is very interesting as well. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's also like very exhausting for someone who does suffer from that. And so I can't even imagine like, you know, as, as you say, Anna, being peaked at nine for however long, you know, the show runs for to then come yeah. off it. Obviously your body is just like, I'm done with being in survival mode. I just need yeah. to like, Mm-hmm. And you have that kind of downwards of like, I'm so tired yeah. and it's oh. all from like, you know, and everyone's like, oh, but you're just on holidays. For like <laughs> you're, like, no. you're like, no. You've got <laughs> to remember as well with like, that's, we wouldn't have the luxury of even spiraling and letting like your anxiety do that because you don't want that to be on camera. So you've yeah. got, a, you've got like all... a mask up the whole time and internally battling that. So it, yeah, it, like I said, it got so exhausting. You just said me. something that um kind of like spiked a memory for me. And that was that when we actually finished the show, we spoke to the show psychologist and he kind of um, was explaining to us like what our body had gone through being on the show. And he said, there's a really good chance that you'll sleep for like 16 hours straight um, because you're just gonna be exhausted because you've literally been running on three four hours of sleep 
per night and you'll probably sleep for like a week straight and I I did. Wow. I actually yeah. didn't. I, I didn't sleep at all. I I was like, I was going to events and stuff. Like I was fully dissociated from it all. You were running on a set of adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, I was just running off straight fumes for like months, I reckon. Yeah, mm. like traveling and, to state, interstate to state. Like I was, yeah. Oh. And then after those months, did you have a point in which you were like, what well, is happening? COVID happened, so lockdown. Oh, okay. So we went straight into lockdown and then it was like from like this just to bang, nothing. Like and literally overnight, like nothing. So mm. as far as fall from graces and like that go, it was pretty easy that like <laughs> COVID did it, not like just time itself. <laughs> yeah. We actually, we actually have spoken about this and we actually think it's a huge blessing that we just yeah. like went into COVID because it really made us like for a little bit, not the whole time because the Melbourne lockdown was awful. But like yeah. for, for the, like that first couple of weeks, I feel like we really needed to just be still and not leave the house. And well, When we first went into lockdown, I remember that whole weekend, I was like fashion shows. I had like, like openings of like restaurants. I had like all this stuff on and then they just all literally just went bang and yeah. there was nothing. And then I was just like sitting at home and I was like twiddling my thumbs like, whoa, <laughs> like, what's just happened? Yeah. yeah yeah um so i guess we when you come out of doing a reality tv show one of the biggest things that we all realize is that all your social media just blows up and you suddenly have all these eyes on you which is you know um can be a really big positive when you want to work in the entertainment industry um because it gives you a leg up and platform. it makes you yeah it gives you a platform to be like hey i am valuable and so hire me essentially <laughs> um so when you come out uh, there there is that positive but did you feel like there were any kind of negatives to now having so many people invested in what they saw you as on love island and then feeling like did you feel like you had to kind of keep up that Love Island contestant thing or was it easier to kind of go, okay, I want to take my social media brand this way and do that for yourself? Well, I know for myself that um, it was quite easy just to naturally like do what I wanted to do. I mean, we were speaking about anxiety before. When you first come off and you've got over 100,000 people following you, your engagements at like 500,000 people, like I would get severe just crippling anxiety posting a photo of a beer. I remember I was like, like, and you'd get messages, like just hounding with messages. I know you would as well, Anna. Still doing away, but like back then you weren't used to it. You've just, someone, just a normal model and now you've just blown up and got all this engagement. Mm. The only downfall I found with going on it, you were saying with like how we were, was we both were models before. And our agency told us that you won't work again if you go yeah. on that show. And oh. Yeah. And so it does give you a leg yeah. up in some industries, but not modeling. Yeah. Because they can't not wear a recognized face. Not the industry you're in. <laughs> yeah. Not the industry you're in. Yeah. Well, um, well, they said we're recognizable faces. So unless they want you for who you are, they're not going to book you. Mm. Well, I feel like, yeah. With modeling, I can definitely see that, but I guess it's like eventually you do have to make a choice where it's like modeling is a hard industry. Very. Like it's it's very, very hard, much harder than being an actor or in the film and TV industry. 
And so I can understand making the choice of like, you know what, like I don't, I don't want to make that my entire life. And so, and yeah, it's just modeling as an industry. I know so little about it, but I just, I really respect people in it, but I also really like, it scares me because it's just like, it's all about appearance. It's all about people looking at the way that you look and that must be really exhausting. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's a very exhausting profession to be in. Um, like it's also super competitive and yeah, I think like you're constantly being critiqued. I remember my first modeling agency, um, I basically went in to see the booking directors and casting directors and they basically got like a pen and paper out and rated all of my body parts from one to 10. And it's just like, I think it's just like so much more crushing than you could ever really truly imagine. And, and just like being so close to these amazing jobs and then getting pipped at the post by like this other amazing model. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's very challenging. You need to have extremely thick skin. And I think like me and that have extremely thick skin and it's really built us um, for that moment when we did come off of reality TV because we already had that, like we'd already been shot down a million times and told we're not good <laughs> enough. And, we, yeah. you know, I think the, the number one thing with modeling is you need to keep being able to like pick yourself back up. Um, and you know, social media is an amazing, um, thing and there's so many positive positives, but it also comes with a lot of hate. Um, you know, people are very quick to cancel people these days and it's a very fickle industry. And I think, um, it, if, if you're in this industry and you're not worried about being canceled, then you're lying to yourself. Um, and I think like, you know, there's not a lot of kindness towards influencers or, Um, content creators I think that people are very um judging and they think that it's not an actual proper job when Mm. there's a lot of like a lot of goes into it like it's not like even Mm. modeling like you said before like you'd get off a shoot for like eight hours and I was sometimes more exhausted than if I was doing like a day on the tools but yeah but I think that's why Matt and I decided to start our podcast because me and that aren't just models we're so much more than models we have a lot to say mm. we have opinions we love talking about relationships which is basically what our podcast is based on and I think um you know we moved into reality tv and um a big part of our series was actually Matt and I's conversations based around relationships because Matt would always come to me for relationship advice um and so we've kind of, yeah. <laughs> had a lot of relationship problems, so I had to come a fair bit. Yeah, and, and still you know, do and so. He still does, and we've you know we've channeled that into our podcast, and you know um, we absolutely love it. And I think like our goals from the get go was like radio and presenting, and like we're doing that now. So we're super lucky to be in the position we're in, and we don't take mm-hmm. it for granted. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like when you are looking at starting something like a podcast or say you're looking to become your own brand on social media, I think what I always say to people is you kind of have to pick the thing that you really love to do and then hope that it's also like 
a viable business option. And I found that with my podcast, it's like the first and foremost thing is that I love to talk to people in this industry and find out like what, like what does your job involve? Like yeah. what are the things that are different? That sort of thing. And it just so happens that it's also a good business option because it is open to so many different people who are, you know, famous or really well known, that sort of thing. And that's, I guess that's the same with yours is like, love is the one thing that everyone kind of has in common. Yeah. And so it's like such a, it's something that people are going to tune into and go, yeah, I like, I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe you experienced that. It's something that we're all very interested in. And yeah, the, uh, the reason why you have to pick something that you're interested in is because you're going to have to do it for a while. That's and it. if you don't really like it, it's going to get really tedious and you're not going to want to show up and record that episode and all that stuff. It's it's tough. It's a lot of work. And if you yeah. love what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life, I reckon. So. That's it. <laughs> and That's it, what they say. And it makes you more authentic as well. If you love what you're doing and you're jumping on there, you can tell how authentic you are through, like the cameras don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to one of your episodes where you were talking about, um, oh, is it soft launching and hard <laughs> launching your relationship on yeah. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. And so what's that like having such an audience on the internet and on social media with those things like um, – you know, having a new relationship and having to like actually think about, okay, when am I going to post the picture of them? Because that's that's a lot of mental hard work. You know, I think we all kind of take that for granted where I could post a picture of my partner and everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah no one cares. Um, but if you guys do it, obviously there's like... I'm sure your people friends that are... I'm sure your friends oh, they do. Like, <laughs> like, who's this new man? <laughs> sending me dms yeah um but it's like yeah is it hard that it's a whole kind of thought process for you guys because people are invested in who you are as people and who you're dating and who you're not dating anymore that sort of thing um how does that play into the mental health side of things as well uh, well, I was just going to say that I, until I dated my ex who had been in the industry for a lot longer than me, I didn't think about it. I was just okay. like, I was like, well, whatever, I'll just post whoever, whatever. Like, I'm not really phased, but um, she was actually going to be on a show. So she was going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. So she couldn't post anything and I wasn't allowed to post her. So our hard launch was calculated down to literally the moment she came off her show. So like the moment wow. she walked off the screen, we launched that we were together. So, yeah. Wow. And was that um, weird? <laughs> My whole life at that point was weird. So <laughs> that was just another, just another, yeah, something else. Just to, the whole thing was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then I think for me, I obviously won Love Island um, with my ex. And so I felt like I had a lot of pressure put on me. And I think a lot of it was pressure I put on myself. Um, But I felt like um, people had really invested their time into watching Love Island. And, 
you know, they had voted for a winner and we needed to stay together. So we went to all these different mm -hmm. measures to try and stay together. Like we went to counseling six months into a relationship, like, you know, crazy things that, you know, when things aren't working, you should just probably leave them and move on with your life. But we really tried to make it work um, because I and he did feel like a lot of pressure um, to remain together um, from the public from the public and then when i i now have a new boyfriend michael um i was really worried about what the public reaction to him would be because obviously everyone knew me um with my ex-boyfriend and obviously because we had won the show together i didn't know how michael my new partner was going to be perceived so there's lots of different anxieties um from me that have went into that and yeah the hard launch for me was kind of taken away because we got papped out so people kind of knew before <laughs> i had hard launched <laughs> it's very interesting like hearing you guys say things and obviously like i tried to google to do research beforehand but all i can find is just like gossip articles and i'm like i don't care and it's like anna yeah. gets papped holding hands with so and so and i'm like i want to know where anna grew up yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's really to, weird go back and listen to where's your head at you'll find it all out yeah. <laughs> find it wow all what, a like, oh, I know, what a promo um so i guess yeah it's it must be really hard then to not let that anxiety kind of seep into the relationship as well, because your brand is kind of built around love and relationships and all that sort of thing. How do you make sure that you're kind of like you have your relationship, but then you also have your work and your brand and you're not letting the two kind of the the hardships of having this as your work seep into you know causing issues in your relationship to to be honest like our work is our love so there's no real defined line i feel like we yeah. have to go on the podcast and just be honest about what's happening at home so we uh, we and a laugh we say that which every time we drop an episode we're like it's russian roulette whose partner is going to be more pissed off because what stories <laughs> we've told that week so we're just honest about our relationships i know yeah. my my girlfriend jen she's she's just you know like just a normal person she doesn't she's she's a bit uncomfortable with me talking about the relationship on the podcast so i've done my best to make her feel comfortable i let her listen to before we launch it and let her listen go over it if there's anything she doesn't like i'll take out to an extent but i'll keep yeah. <laughs> to an extent but yeah so for me it's just one and the same thing um i think we've both really learned to just you know be open be honest we went on love island and i feel like the moment we stepped into that villa you know our lives kind of became very public but of course like there's things that we keep to ourselves and we have private moments and um you know, like me and my partner, and I know that you and Jen, we like, we don't fight over external BS, you know, like mm -hmm. it is what it is. It's mostly just something dumb I've said at the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. um, now with podcasting, so 
it's interesting to have fellow podcasters on. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if you guys get asked this all the time. I so very often get asked, like, it's one of my friends who is wanting to start a podcast and they're like, hey, you know, I'm wanting to start one. What do I need to do in order to start a podcast? And no one really realizes how much work it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just as simple as, you know, sitting down and being like, oh, hey, Matt, like, how's your girlfriend this week? It's not that simple. Mm-hmm. And so where did the idea come from? Obviously you loved having those conversations with each other, but where did the idea for the podcast come from and how did you kind of execute it and get to where you are today? How, how do you think it came around? I'll ask you for, I'll see what Anna, I'm <laughs> tell you how it happened for me. And then I'll tell you how Anna. Me and Matt have always had a very close knit friendship. And I think we have incredible chats. And as I said before, um, the producers on Love Island um, really featured me and Matt's chats um, as a big part of our season. And so we realized that, um, you know, if they are finding benefit in these conversations so much so that a show that's meant to only be about relationships, really, they're featuring us heavily, we realized that there was something in it. And obviously, we have such similar goals. We both want to be presenters we both want to be on radio so it just felt like the right next step for us we both aligned and we executed it and it was definitely a lot more work than we initially anticipated um but we love it we love it yeah and we wouldn't change it yeah we we definitely had no idea how much work would go into it so we thought like you said you just rock up to a studio start recording (laughs) and then it was just you'd walk out and you'd go home like we didn't realize you had to have come prepared with some sort of like something to talk about like so but (laughs) you know what that to me I think is one of the funnest bits about it to be honest like getting prepared and like what you want to talk about that week constantly like going through everyday life like oh that's something I could talk about on the podcast people would like you know finding then you click and you find something you're like oh that is a good topic to talk about let's chat about that and then Anna and me will brainstorm it and you go our producer, our lovely producer Amber will then write us a script about it and then we'll just have some awesome and then you create something that's so good. Mm. You see how passionate I am. I just got so caught up in what I was talking about. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's nice to like, you know, I'm sure that many people have reached out to you guys as well to say like you've made something that you've said has made a difference in their life or something what? you've said has like hit a nerve with them and being like oh my god I needed to hear that and I find that that's such an amazing thing about podcasting because it's such an accessible medium and Mm. everyone's listening to podcasts now and it's such a great way to just you know try and get information out there and as you say trying to be as truthful as possible and say hey I don't know a lot about this but let's talk about it and let's find out or like hey I made this mistake and this is what happened Mm. and I find that like those are the best moments that people respond to and are like oh my god I'm not alone like someone else feels this way thank god I I Mm. actually still I I think it's surreal when we're out or from out doing anything and someone comes up to me and they're like oh I listened to your podcast I loved when when you spoke about this or something like that like I to me, I still think it's just Anna and me sitting down having a chat. And yeah. it, it almost gives me goosebumps thinking that like thousands of people listen every week to what we have to say about relationships. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think as well, that's the thing is like, 
it was so nice to see the change happen from being like, oh, it's Anna and Matt from Love Island to, mm -hmm. oh, it's Anna and Matt who are hosts of Where's Your Head At? Like that was such like a really mm. like wholesome, like has been a wholesome switch for us because it feels like um, people really care about what we have to say. And, you know, our podcast is such a carefree, fun um just really like happy positive place it's a feel-good podcast and I feel like people come to our podcast if they just want to lighten their day or um mm. if they want to have a laugh so yeah that's why we love it yeah definitely and it's such a great podcast because it's not like oh my god who's Matt and Anna dating and like what's the gossip it's like no, like, let's talk about what it's like to text the person that you like and what that feels like, you know, because it's like it's a shared experience. As I said, everyone like love is the shared experience of everyone in the world. And so it's just it's such a nice thing. And like, I completely agree. Every time someone messages me and is like, oh, my God, like I got so much out of this episode, I cry like I don't know why. And I'm not an emotional person, but I just cry because you're like, Ow, my yeah, heart. Yeah. <laughs> so my last question before we wrap up would be like, um, you know, obviously you said you guys want to be in radio and stuff, but where do you see yourself going from here on out? Like what would be the five or 10 year goal for you guys? You'll be driving home nationwide with Anna and Matt. That's it. No, obviously like dream big. Yeah, hit, go for the stars, yeah. Oh, I don't even think that that's like a, a big enough dream, like dream bigger. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, that's like the goal. Like we, we love what we do with this. So hopefully like we can eventually take it yeah, to full time and do something like that. Yeah, nice. I guess um, hopefully not the morning slot though because that's like... I'm not we'll a morning take anything. We'll take anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to get used to the morning soon. <laughs> no, I think if anyone actually offered me like a breakfast show radio gig, I'd probably turn it down. Really? Because it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just like I don't want to get up at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. I just that's not for me. You'd have to <laughs> you, you'd have to hotly rent the uh, the building across from the studio, so you can just get up at the last second and just wander yeah. across. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, obviously, I will put all of your things below in the description, but um, where can we find you guys? So you can find us at Where's Your Head At Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and we are streaming on Apple and Spotify. So we'd love for you guys to go listen. Here, Anna, give me some relationship advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much um, for being here and we'll chat to you soon. Thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you.